Alright guys, welcome to episode 128 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we got a long episode for you. We talk about um, searching and missing. We talk about audition, singing in the rain, succession. Um, we talk about the Oscars. Uh, oh, also we talk about Avatar's wild success. Um, but we talk about the Oscars uh, and we give a preview for the Super Bowl, give predictions uh, on that game. But first, So as usual, we'll start with what we've been watching. Um, okay. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you start. Yeah. So this week, um, we had um, two two big sort of like newsy things. Um, I'll start off with a real real quick one that I forgot to mention last week or I guess two weeks ago, uh, which was the okay. Avatar box office corner. I know when I mentioned it, you know, a couple weeks ago when I went to see it, I was like, you know what? It's like doing well. It's it's like not setting the world on fire, but it's like holding i think it was like right after new year's right before new year's um well it's kind of held really consistently since then to the point where now it's the 10th highest grossing movie of all time here in america and it's the fourth highest grossing movie of all time in the world like ever um yeah so it just passed what are the three ahead of it uh worldwide yeah worldwide are avatar the first Uh one 2.9 billion endgame uh 2.7 billion uh, Titanic 2.19, and then Avatar is right behind it at 2.12. So basically, James Cameron has three of the top four all time to Jesus. ever exist. Um, and it should pass Titanic sometime soon. So Tit- basically, it'll be Avatar, uh, Avengers, Avatar. I was just going to say, Titanic being up there is so wild to me. Not because I don't think it's good or anything, but like, Endgame is like a giant culmination, and Avatar was like. Even outside of like what it was as a movie, it was like revolutionary visually for yeah. its time. Um, so like Titanic, on the other hand, is like not a solid ass movie, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and if you look at the years in the lifetime, like it's like they're all within the last like ten or fifteen years, right? Like two thousand nine, nineteen, twenty two, fifteen, right? Titanic's yeah. nineteen ninety seven. The next time you the, the 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 next time you see a nineteen ninety something movie, let me keep scrolling. Or even before two thousand four would be Return of the King at number twenty seven, and then nineteen ninety three Jurassic Park is thirty one. So that's it. So basically, it's Titanic Oof. at three, and then thirty one to get to the next nineteen nineties movie. Um, wow, Titanic yeah. was just a banger, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was massive. But I do, I do think I, I think it's a two point one now. I think when it originally came out, it was like at one point eight, but there have been really re releases throughout the years. And there's actually one in a couple weeks uh, for Valentine's Day or like around Valentine's Day. Yeah, I remember Day that, I was talking about that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that. So it's like, wow, okay. I mean, and I think it'll, that's pretty much where it'll go. Like, it'll top out like at number three worldwide. And then domestic, it should crack the top five, maybe if it holds well. Um, okay. Which is also nuts. Um, because I remember we know, when, when the movie was going to come out. He, there was like a thing where he was like, well, you know, to break even, I mean, or to make any kind of money, this movie's going to have to be like the third or fourth highest grossing movie ever. 
And people were like, <laughs> you're so funny. And then it actually fucking happened, which is nuts, right? <laughs> it's like Babe Ruth calling his shot and the fucking, you know, calling his home run. Um, and so it's pretty much like, I mean, it was, it was already a guarantee when, when they came out. But now it's like just locks in that they're going to do um, four and five. So we got uh, Avatar 3 in 2024, four in 2026, and then five in 2028. If all goes well. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so yeah, so that's just a little quick corner I want to talk about. Uh, but the actual thing I've been watching, things I've been watching. Um, the Oscar nomination show last week, and we can talk about that after the movies come out. But in terms of actually watching things, I watched uh, two movies that were sort of similar, so I'll squeeze them in together, and they are Searching and Missing. So okay. um, one is, I think from 2019 or 2018, sorry, John Cho, and then Missing is the sort of spiritual, like, other entry into the series that isn't connected in any way um, movie uh, that stars uh, Neil Long and Storm Reed. And so have you heard of Searching or Missing at either one of these? Like, do you know what the what the conceit is, what the format is of these? I have no idea. So it's like um, it's like that movie, there was a horror movie that did this called Unfriended, where basically, I think that was like the first one that did it like 10 years ago, where basically it's like the whole movie takes place on a computer screen. So, like, the whole thing is just, like, somebody's laptop, and it's, like, them, like, doing, like, Skype, and then, like, Googling and searching and stuff, and it's, like, but also their phones and their cameras and stuff. Um, so, basically, how you're looking at your screen right now, you know, with the Google Doc, and maybe you have, like, some tabs and stuff or whatever, that's pretty right. much the whole movie for that, right? And so, the first yeah. one is about, it's a very simple movie, it's just basically, like, a dad, his daughter goes missing, and she's, like... It, her life isn't quite what it seems, right? Or, like, he isn't as close to her as he thought he was. And it's, like, him figuring out where she comes from. And it was it was fine. It was solid. I think it's really cool because it's, like, whoa, a whole movie on the screen. It actually is pretty, like, intense. And there is, like, a couple of twists and stuff. But it's fine. And I think I gave it a couple extra points. I think as a, if it was, like, a regular mystery, it'd be, like, a two and a half out of five. Or, like, a, maybe a three. But because yeah. of the format, I was like three and a half because it's so, you know, it kept my interest for like an hour and 30. And it's just like I said, it, it, it never breaks that structure. And so okay. and I watched it because the sequel was coming out last week or a couple weeks ago now called Missing. And so I was like, you know what? Let me watch that one. Then I'll watch the other one in theaters. And then so, like I said, I had the reaction where I was like, that was solid. I get it. And so when I was walking into Missing, I was like, you know what? If you just give me the same experience, it'll be worth it. It'll be fine. But missing takes everything that searching does and expands on it. Like it was like dramatically better, better. But it was like the difference between Terminator One and Terminator Two, right? Where it takes the same thing. It's just everything is bigger. There's more to it. There, it's like much more thrilling, and it was fantastic. It was really great. And it was at the end. There's like you know sort of your usual like thriller ending where like shit's going down or like you're like oh my god are they, you know are they gonna escape oh my gosh. Um, right. And, except it's all through like yeah. a, like a computer screen. It's all through like certain, like a monitor. Right. And so the fact that it was able to do that, I, I think I gave it like a four, I think, because I was like, you know, as a regular thriller, it would have been great. Cause there's some really great twists and turns where you're like, holy shit. Wow. But the fact that they were able to keep your attention and, um, you know, sort of, you know, make it a thriller, but then also make it like, it's actually kind of really funny too because they end up like the girl who's like searching in the sequel the girl is searching for her mom who goes missing it's 
she does things that you people do on the computer, right? Like at one point she's trying to log into her mom's email and she like gets in and it's like, please identify all of the cars. And she clicks on all of them. And then there's one where it's just like a little sliver of cars in and she's like, uh, you see her like hovering the mouse. Uh. So just like little things like that, like those equivalents, but everywhere like, oh, you know, people using the same password or, you know, using Google Maps in certain ways. Um, so yeah, so two really solid, first one really solid thriller and then missing a fantastic thriller that I think if you get a chance to watch it, like if it comes to HBO Max and it's like, hey, honey, you know, it's Friday. I don't really want to watch an Oscar movie because they're kind of heavy, but I also don't want to, you know, watch like a fucking Marvel movie again. You know, let's watch something new that's right. quick and short and exciting. Missing is great. Searching is fine. Like, it, it, you know, it gets the job done and you kind of see like them getting their beaks wet and sort of figuring out what it is. But then with Missing, mm-hmm. taking that, uh, format and just hitting the ground running and just expanding on it and being much more um adventurous and doing much more with it yeah that's that's uh it's a weird concept a concept uh mm-hmm. but i i'd be interested to watch them for sure yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely recommend them. And like I said, you, you don't... said John Cho is the the main guy in the first one. Yeah, and I know you like to watch like the movies in the series, but you aren't like they're not connected in any way. Like they're not the same. Uh, okay. um, you know, people. There's no crossover in people. It's just basically literally just the format, like the 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 structure, the conceit, the the you know screen moviness of it. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Missing's out in theaters at the moment, is that yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 but I'm sure it'll be, you know, streaming or, you know, oh, what's it called, uh, you know, to, to rental or whatever. Like, Megan was a huge fucking hit in the beginning of the month, and it's already on streaming now. Like, you can rent it. So, like, these days, unless you're Tom Cruise and you're like, no, we're going to keep this shit in theaters forever, like, this shit doesn't stay in theaters. I gotcha. All right. Um, so that's uh, Searching and Missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Do you have another one you want to talk about, or I can talk about mine? Um, yeah, let me squeeze one more in, and then I'll do the other two movies after yours. Um, but I went to see Singing in the Rain, um, with Sydney. So this is that old, like, 1950s, like, great, uh, what's his name? Gary, what's his name? Not Gary Cooper. It's, um, oh my god. It's, I'm trying to find that. Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly, the, the dancer. Okay. And Debbie Reynolds. And a couple of other um, actors from the time. So basically, so um, I watched this movie in college and for a class. Okay. And it was like from 1950s. And I was like, ah, I want to fucking watch this. Like, it's a 1950s movie. <laughs> and you kind of get the idea. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get the idea. Like, Ugh, I don't want to do like, you know, it's going to be stuffy. It's going right. to be slow, you know. Um, but it wasn't. It's like one of those movies where it could be have been made today. Like, it moves. It's funny. Like, the dance numbers are great. It, it, it's like it holds up really well and so it was they had it at the alamo and i told sydney i was like hey we need to watch this she likes musicals so i was like we should go watch it because you know it's a nice it's a it's you know it's an actual like movie that could have been made like it's like a movie now like it's not you're gonna you're not gonna just sit there and be like oh my god i can't believe i have to watch like two hours of this you know what i'm saying um and so, yeah, so it was a fun time it was great it's like one of the best movies of all time um it's funny the dance numbers are great and as i'm watching it i'm like there's like it's like if somebody born today went back in time and made a movie then because it moves at the pace that a movie moves today. It makes okay. jokes that sort of still are funny today. There's a couple, maybe a couple of things here or there that aren't like perfect, but it, it moves at a great clip. It, it like 
makes references that are funny and it's trying to say something that actually you know fits um so yeah so if you have a chance so if you ever you know are like somebody goes hey i need a classic or hey like they're showing singing in the rain here like oh my gosh they're doing a singing in the rain at you know downtown ashborough whatever and you go, oh, well, fuck. You just wince at the idea of, like, a 1950s movie? Like, don't. Because this is actually one that actually holds up. Like, this one and Rear Window, and I forget a couple of other ones that you go, ah, oh, Some Like It Hot. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Like, those that you go, I don't know, that sounds like homework. Like, hey, it's 1950. Like, I don't want to fucking do that. Uh, but it's, like, <laughs> it's like one that actually... What's the, like, what's the big one that, like, every... Like, God, it's the one that's always mentioned the most in that kind of role. Um, Psycho. Um, that's that's a good one. Uh, Citizen Kane. Oh, Citizen Kane. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that yeah. one is one that it, it holds up fine. It is a little slow. Casablanca, I think, holds up much better. It's much more like a regular like. This is a movie. Movie. Wizard of Oz, another right. one that you can watch and be like, this, you know, um, what's the, the one that people watch during Christmas? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. That one's one that you that. Because people watch it all the time, you think it is, but it's actually kind of slow. Like it's actually kind of really right. long and a little slow. So, um, yeah, I just meant as far as like a, a Citizen Kane, like that 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 would feel like homework. Oh I'm yes, like, oh, I'm about to watch yeah. <laughs> and I watched it in college too, and it was. I mean, you get it, right? Like you go, okay, I yeah. get why because the things that they were doing, like some people still don't like the, the special effects and stuff that they were all doing like in camera and shit like that. And you go, oh, I I I get it, right? Oh, but okay. I don't. You know, it's like the, what is it, uh, a <laughs> right. butterfly, right? Like, sometimes if you're conflicted, misusing your influence, sometimes I did, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, okay, right. like, I get it, right? But I'm not going to put this on to be like, you know, I'm having friends over and we're just having good, you know, some drinks and right, a good right. time. I'm not going to. Like, at the time <laughs> Citizen Kane came out, that shit was probably an absolute banger. <laughs> like now yeah, it's exactly, like, right. Right, right, yeah. You're not gonna sit and have friends over and be like, "This dick ain't free." He living in, you know, <laughs> you know. So like, you're gonna put on maybe Good Kid, Mad City, right? So it's like, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's singing right, in the rain. So yeah, that's uh, singing up. in the rain. Yep. Uh, for what it's worth, when I I looked it up, uh, it said uh, at the like hundred year uh, whatever the American Film Institute oh, yeah, the made AFI. a list. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it was ranked as the number one musical, uh, period. So, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I think uh, if, if you're into musicals, it sounds like you should definitely watch this. Yeah, Sight and Sound. They just came out with a list like, uh, like I think like a couple months ago. That that's like the big magazine. The fancy. There was like um, they had a Vertigo at number one. It's like the 100 greatest movies of all time, and there was like a big controversy online about you know which ones are left on, which ones are left off, because it's like the they basically got the list from like Scorsese and like they got like all the like actual directors to rank movies and they, you know, sort of, um, what's it called? Uh, what, what's Ron Tomatoes does push it together. Uh, it's, uh, uh aggregated, fuck. they aggregated yep. the list and it came in at number 10. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I see that here also. Um, so yeah, uh, that is singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, well, no, take that back. I was going to say, probably not going to be in a theater anytime soon, but I don't know. No, no. Yeah, that, a small little joint yeah. at some point. Yeah, like, if you get a chance to, I don't know, like, if somebody, like, in your, in the future, if somebody goes, hey, they, like, there's a chance, just, you know, take it. Don't, don't definitely don't right. be like, I don't know, I said shit, that's old. Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, singing in the rain. Uh, tenth best movie of all time, uh, number one musical all time, apparently. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. definitely check it out. Um, I haven't been watching 
uh, much. It's weird. I actually feel like I've been watching a ton, but I've only been watching one thing, which is to say I'm caught up. Uh, I finished season three of Succession. Um, the man. All right. So there's a couple funny moments early on in season one, but like, I feel like they've in season three, all right, I'm going to say they leaned in on the comedic mm. bits, but it's still not like a comedy. It's still like a, I guess, I don't know what kind of show this would be. Like it's a, like a dramedy. It's like, drama, uh, Sopranos, yeah. like Sopranos was also really funny, but it was like primarily like a drama. Okay. Yeah. So, but like. I feel like it's nailed more of the funny bits uh, towards the end here. I think certain Yo, characters have really, like, kind of... Leaned more toward yeah, the comedic, maybe? Like, or, like, uh, a little bit. But I feel like the characters are more concrete in who they are. Like, there's less wishy-washiness into, like... So, like, I feel like they can veer out a little more because their main, you know characteristics are set if that makes sense like no, you can it it, it does because i feel like if you were to go back and watch like the season like season one just in yeah. how shiv is characterized and also how they like dress her like literally if you watch the pilot she's just wearing like this baggy like sweater and her hair is like long and it's like curly and then by season three she's got like the business lady cut and she all she wears is like those business suits and the skirts and stuff so they like retooled her the last two seasons and like pretty much everybody's already set in exactly who they are where like if you maybe watch right. roman from season one you're like okay so the he's pilot like roman has a wife and kids right exactly yeah 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 so he's like a spaz. <laughs> and they immediately are like all right bail on that <laughs> right right he's like a little spazzy like and so and then even kendall he's like he's like and when he goes like, hey, should we call your dad? And he's like, no, do you want me to call your dad? So he's like, he's not quite the same Kendall as he is in season three, right? So by then, right. they sort of have formed everybody. So they take more chances in being more comedic. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, man. All right. the You mentioned it like, uh, uh, God, what's Roman? What's the actor's name? Uh, Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. I couldn't remember his first name. Um he, I am so... Alright, here's the deal. It is either literally some of the best acting ever, or he's just a little fucking weird for real. Because, like, every little thing about his character, like, is weird. And, like, I, I can't come up with a better word, but, like, his posture, like, he's always, like... I feel like his back is arched always, and he's, like... His, like, arms are close to him, and he kind of, like, slinks around, like, everywhere he just can't he sit, like, he can't sit, like, in a chair. He always has to be, like, sort of right. leaning on the, on the, what is it, the armrest area, and, like, sort of leaning back on it, and... Right. But even when he, like, like, he'll stand up, and he'll put, like, his hands on his, like, belt loop to his side, almost, and mm -hmm. so it pushes his arm out, and his back arch, so, like, he'll, like, turn, and, you know what I mean? Like, it, he just, he looks so uncomfortable 100% of the time. So, like, that's either, like I said, either he is just that way, and it has worked for that character, or he's doing, like, amazing physical acting. <laughs> like, he is doing, like, top-tier physical acting. Mm -hmm. Um... But, yeah, I mean, he's great. Yeah, it's like it's it kind of like when Johnny Depp plays weirdos, and you're like, I mean, like, is this good acting? Because we know you're a fucking weirdo, too, so, like... <laughs> right. You know, with all the rings and the fucking glasses and the weird greasy hair, and I'm like, okay, so, like, are you 
him? Oh, yeah. Here's you know? the thing. Like, I don't know how great of an actor Johnny Depp actually is, like, because I, I just don't... I haven't watched enough of his movies and, like, really thought about it to place him. But I literally can't imagine Pirates of the Caribbean being anybody else. Like, like right. in, yeah. I mm-hmm. think anybody else would be worse because Jack yeah, Sparrow's yeah. a fucking weirdo. Like, and that's kind of what works. Yeah, exactly, right. And I can't imagine anybody else being Roman and, like, sort of doing the same, like, little, like, oh, fuck you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... Um, but yeah, he's great. It's funny. There's another, there's a guy at my work who I don't really know, man, I feel like we would have a ton of common interests, but like, I can't, I can't stand him at work. So like, it's (laughs) (laughs) like, I can't stand him with all the work related stuff we do, Mm -hmm. but, um, he mentioned he had started watching Succession and I was like, oh, okay. Cause I just watched. Well, actually, I I was watching it at lunch, and he walked by, and he was like, oh, Succession. I was like, oh, you've watched it? And he said, I just started it. But he's about finished. And he was like, uh, I asked him who his favorite characters were, and he was like, probably Roman, Tom, and Greg. And I was like, same. They're the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, I take it back. I don't know that they're the best, but they're definitely my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, Tom's great. Greg is... Greg seemed like a nothing burger to me until, like, mid to late season two and then season three. Like, I mean, he was there kind of, like, just as, like, a something for Tom to bounce off of. But now they've mm-hmm. kind of given him his own little um, thing. But, yeah, either way, um, the finale of season three was incredible. Uh, the finale of every season has actually been great. Like, they've done a really good job of... I mean, I know finales are supposed to be good. But, like, I feel like everything culminates... In like a uh, both natural and exciting way, um, like there, it, it all makes sense. You never feel like oh, this crazy turn came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like it, it all, mm-hmm. it all feels right. No, yeah, um, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think I texted you when you finished season two, and you're like, "Wow, season two finale!" And I was like, "Yeah." And then you get to start season three right away. We had to wait two years, and I don't think we had to wait. We had to be like. <laughs> The season ended, and then I was like, wow, I can't believe until next season, you know, next year, it's going to be so great. And then it was like, wait, no, there's a global pandemic that's going to shut everything down for how, God knows how long. And it's like, oh, okay, great. And then it was like, oh, they're <laughs> filming, but it's like, who knows what the show's going to look like because everybody's got to quarantine and, like, wear masks and stuff. And it's like, oh, is it going to be, like, a completely different show? Like, and then season three came out, you know, it's great. But it's just so funny how you just basically, you know, you were able to go, holy shit, season two, wow, that's crazy. And then the next day, you're like, all right, now back to season three, we're Kendall's, you know, fucking uh, being a uh, Twitter weirdo and talking about <laughs> fuck the yeah. patriarchy and the fucking <laughs> yeah, uh, the stairs. Yeah. Um, it this it reminds me of uh, I feel like I talked about it on here before, but at one point I was watching Attack on Titan, and I don't know if you remember me telling you, but like I had a friend tell me to get into it after like the second season had already been out for a little mm-hmm. bit. And I started watching it, and, like, I was talking to him about it as I was going, and he was like, yeah, man, there was a four-year gap between season one and season two. I was like, I can't fucking imagine. <laughs> and you kind of did it again because you just finished it, and so you only right. waited for, like, four or five weeks. You know, I've been waiting since last year, and it comes back, I think, uh, March 26th. So, you know, right. you, know, you got the, the three um, siblings in, I think, what, like, Italy? Like, the fucking beautiful Italy um villas and then it's like you're like holy shit oh my god oh shit tom i can't believe i gotta wait you know like another year and then you're just like oh yeah three or four weeks i'll be back god all right the thing is I, like 
man, this is, I'm going to keep it as spoiler free as possible, but like, all right, for, like, I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's Tom. Like it's definitely, it seems like it has to be. And it seems like it's trying to point that way, but mm. I can also see a show doing that as like a, you know what I mean? Like a like little a, like misdirection. Like an in-between cliffhanger kind of thing. Right, right. And then and then you come back and you find out it wasn't Tom. Or you know what I mean? Like that. It wouldn't be... I, I wouldn't be completely surprised. Right. It's but like, who shot that Mr. Being Burns? Said, oh, it was the baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but with that being said, I, I love Tom, but I was like, oh, you're such a fucking scumbag. Like every time <laughs> I feel like the morally or ethically right thing is about to happen... Someone just fucking takes it. <laughs> I can't believe Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and every, and the, 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 those kind of turns happen, but do, do you see kind of what I meant when I was talking about it? Where I was like, you know, I see season three, love the show, fantastic seasons, gonna win the Emmys, season four is coming up. But do you see what I mean? Like, that sort of plays into me being like, I would like for it to end after season four or five. Oh yeah, because we can't we can't do a whole, like if you do three more seasons like this, it's gonna kind of like uh, you know what I mean, right? Right, like you said, like if somebody you, know, you root for somebody and then they do something shitty, it's like then at a certain point nobody's gonna trust each other because it's like oh you trust that oh like oh he's like I had a change of heart oh oh wait, he betrayed him oh that fucker so you do that you flip flop or you like you know it, I don't want to say flip flop because it sounds like they're changing on a whim but they, they keep doing those kinds of tricks and turns and, and sort of machinations after a while well, you're like okay this is getting old like right like yeah so the thing is, is this... on its own terms then you know go out being like surprise it was the the fucking uh kendall's son who's rabbit <laughs> behind it all Ugh, you know so, like... <laughs> right so like yeah i think i think they've done a great job because the i feel like each person has had their own big moment for without giving spoilers away season one's kendall season two because i watched season two and season three so quick back to back i'm like having trouble placing like what the end of season two was mm-hmm. um God, what season, was the end of season two? Season two was, uh, it, it, they're on the boat, and Kendall gives the press conference. And everybody thinks... Oh, yep, yep. One way. Okay. Yeah, so I guess season two's also kind of Kendall. But, like, Kendall's so... neutered, for lack of a better word, all season two. Like, most of season oh, two yeah. feels like a, uh, like the Shiv show. You know what yeah. I mean? And then season three's uh, kind of like Roman, I feel like, with... Yeah. Like, I guess what I liked about season three and the way it ended is it's a logical step. Like, the 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 siblings coming together in this moment when something... Like, despite all of the backstabbing, like, this felt like a reasonable... If, if it... Let's put it this way. If the... If that... If the... Holding company hadn't been thrown in the garbage Mm -hmm. that would have seemed like a ending to a movie that leaves you feeling good do you get what i'm saying yeah like like it it would it wouldn't have felt out of place it felt like the like it had been like a movie where the whole time you're like you guys gotta stop and like band together you know what i mean and that would have been like that moment Mm -hmm. um but obviously you know things things go and like i think 
it possibly being Tom that we talked about is perfect because, you know, we've been seeing him. <laughs> How do you get through the day? He's like, well, the thing is, you can't try to not oh, yeah. think about it. He's like, you just think about it all the time. And then in the moments that you're not thinking about it, you're like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking, yeah, when he was going to jail, yeah, that whole, yeah. him having the panic attacks about jail, was just so fucking <laughs> she, she She's like, she's like, I'm, I don't know what you want me to say. And he's like, oh, oh okay. Like, no, he goes <laughs> about my imminent imprisonment or some shit like that. <laughs> God, it's great. Um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry to drone on about that. But, yeah, Succession's great. All three seasons have been solid. I'm glad I got to skip that uh, that, that jump there. Um, and we'll be skipping another small Yeah, another jump. big jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so, yeah, the new season starts March 26th. Yep, I'm excited. Uh, definitely check. It's on HBO Max. Check it out if mm-hmm. you have the time. Yep. All right, so what else you got? Yeah, so I watched uh, two movies, two other movies, um, and one is a Best Picture nominee, which will you know sort of lead into the next one. So I'll start with the other one first, and it's called Audition. And so this movie is from 1999. It's from Japan. It's from director I think, I think his name is Takashi Miike. Uh, but anyway, this guy prolific is an understatement. Apparently, he used to just make like dozens and dozens and dozens of movies like you know he would have like in 1999 he released one two three four five six seven seven movies Jesus. and then in 2000 he won two three four five six seven eight eight and so basically every year he had like five or six movies and even last year he had two movies so basically every year since like 2000 he's had at least two or three movies but for some reason in 1999 he released one called audition and that's the one that sort of has stuck with him that one and another one called uh, Ichi the Killer, but I think this one is his like number is his most well known one. I, I've actually all right, so I've never heard of Audition. I don't think, but I actually am pretty sure I have heard of Ichi the Killer. Um, oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so yeah, so it, that's it's yeah, like a guy ahead. who has like the fucking you know he's got the what is it called like the Joker scars I think. Um. Uh. Yeah, he's got like one across his nose and one down his eye. It looks like. Yeah. Um. Oh, and he's got some on his mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so the movie basically is this guy, and I mentioned it on here before because it's popped up on the Shutter um, top hundred movies, scariest movies, and then I remember I first heard about it back in two thousand four when it they came out with the Bravo series. So in the top ten, um, you know uh, what's it called? The, the, the top ten countdown. It was like Jaws and Psycho and you know, Shining and The Exorcist. And as I'm going through, I'm like, oh, I've heard of these just from you know being alive in america and then they got to this one i forget which place it was but it was audition I'm like what the hell is this i never heard of this before and so basically the story is this guy he's a widow you know he's a widower and he is having you know he's like i need to get remarried i'm having trouble finding somebody like what do, you know i need to um <clears throat> and you know basically you know fucking you know continue with my life and so he his friend he's like a, a film director or a film producer or something he's like look what i'll do is i'm auditioning for this movie and what you can do is you can you know sit in on the audition with me audition these dozens and dozens of girls and so whichever one we don't do for the production you'll have a number and you can reach out to her and maybe like you know you guys can hit it off it's kind of fucked up it's kind of fraud right because they think that they're right. making a movie but it's really just mostly for him to get a date and so then basically he meets this girl who's a little off kilter, but they hit it off, and he like falls. They fall in love, and he falls in love with her, 
But then there's a little bit of a misunderstanding because she thinks she's a little weird and she's obviously, you know, for the purpose of the movie, of being a horror movie, she is like kind of messed up. And so she sees, she breaks into his house. Unhinged, maybe? Unhinged, yes. She sees a picture of a woman on his desk, but of course it's his ex-wife. And right. <clears throat> uh, she snaps, right? And at that point, the whole movie is like an hour and a half. And the whole the first hour is just pretty simple, just a normal drama. But in the last like 30 minutes after she snaps is fucking nuts. It's, okay. it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's nuts. It's like a, like a torture thing. I, I, I would say if you want to read it, you can, you know, read the plot and you can be like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> um, because it's the kind of shit that like, uh, you go, like I told Sid to read the plot cause she didn't go with me to see it. I was like, you know, read the plot and see what you think. And she got, she was like, I got to like the, the penultimate paragraph in Wikipedia. And I was like, that's fine. I don't need to watch this. It's like, <laughs> right, I don't need to read this. Um, and it's nuts. And so it was a great experience seeing it in theaters because then you know, everybody just watches it. And then at the end, when that when the last third happens, everybody's just like, oh, oh. And you can hear people going, like, oh, oh, gross. Ugh. But I will say one thing that I was telling Sydney okay. and my friend that I went to see it was there was a guy to my left. And every like 10 to 15 minutes, he just kept getting beers because it's like the Alamo. You can you just write a little card and they'll bring you a beer right. if you just put it on the thing. 10 to 15, every 10 to 15 minutes, bring beer. So by the time that that thing happens, motherfucker's drunk or at least tipsy, and he's over there like, oh, oh, this bitch is tripping. <laughs> Get out of there, bro. I'm just like, fucking. And he's literally like right next to me. Fucking shut the fuck. That's up. awful, bro. That's it fucking was terrible. awful. My friend who went with me after the movie ended, literally, like, she turns to me, she's like, what the fuck was up with that guy next to you? I'm like, I know. Like, and you were like, he was shwasted. He was <laughs> like, that bitch is crazy. I'm like, because so it's annoying because like you know it, it's super intense and you're like you know you, you, when you watch a movie you're suspending disbelief and you, you you let your mind just like buy into it right it's like somebody lying to you but you believe the lie right and it's fun that's where you enjoy a movie you just let yourself go right so as i'm watching this i'm like watching this dude things happen to him and i'm like oh ah. and then all of a sudden you're bro mcfucking broson next to me he's like bro I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Fuck you! But anyway, other than that, you should turn to him and be like, "Cut that shit the fuck off!" Cut that shit the fuck off, bro! Act like you've fucking been to a movie before. For the love of God! Like even in a so Alamo, you yeah. know, they, they usually try to tell you to you know zip it up, don't use your phone, try to keep it down. So right. even in a regular movie, like a fucking uh, you know Regal or an AMC, it would have been annoying. But at Alamo, it's like extra annoying. And during this kind of movie, it's extra extra annoying. Right, um, like this is not this is not a uh, fucking Transformers. This is yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. This is in fucking Captain America getting the shield and holding it up, right? Uh, right, and nobody's saying to your left here, bro. You know, and so that was very annoying. But other than that, the movie to was... your left here, bro. <laughs> so, so other than that, the movie was pretty uh, good. Uh, I, I I don't know, I. It, it, I thought it was gonna be shorter, and the lead, and I think, I think, I don't know what I, I had heard so much about it and about that last third, and I pretty much knew everything that was gonna happen in that third, that just from being like you know on Twitter and horror stuff, 
that as I'm watching it, I sort of nothing was a surprise to me. Um, right. And so I don't know. I think the the, the true pleasure of the movie, even well, though it is one I, made, I have never seen it, so I or, and I don't know anything about it yeah. other than it goes crazy in the last in the, thir- yeah. in the third uh, third there. So yeah, so um, that, I, I am interested. To check it out. Yeah, my friend, she had never heard or seen anything about it. So she was like, wow, that was wild. And so I was like, I know, I, I wish I could be you. I wish I could have scrubbed everything. Because the movie, there's like little hints that she, something's off about her here and there. Like little, little drops. like Not not like normal horror movie drops, but just like very, very subtle. And so I was like, I would have loved to have just been like, this is this Japanese drama. Oh, wow. They're going on a date. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Right? And so <laughs> right. I, I, I think that the movie... I think lives and dies on for it for, for like for somebody who would want to quote quote watch it it lives or dies on that sort of insane like exact twist right um but uh but yeah that's audition 1999 i looked i'm, I'm on, the, on the wikipedia page it says it's a uh, 113 minutes i think it would have been much I, I i would be like this is like a horror classic if it would have been closer to like 90 minutes yes because you, you, you okay. really only need like there's like a couple of scenes that just kind of like i don't want to say drag on because maybe that's how you know filmmaking is different in different countries but definitely you know in america maybe would have tightened it and also i i think it could very it could it can be me it can be remade in america and I think it could be made better, and whatever whatever it's trying to say could be sharper if it was remade. But uh, but yeah, so that's audition nineteen ninety nine. It's uh, before we move on. I was yeah. just gonna say, um, man, all right, like it. Sh- I haven't watched it, so I can't say for sure. But mm-hmm. like, as far as it, it seems like it could be made better. It's so wild to me, like, because I feel like we try that so often and it always turns out poorly, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, we always try to bring over, like, I mean, they tried to do Old Boy and I heard that shit was awful. Yes. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. Which I've I've never seen the original or the the remake, but I've heard the original is a fucking amazing movie and the remake here Mm -hmm. is dog shit. Yes. Um... So, like, we tried that. I mean, every studio's tried it with every fucking anime. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, and it doesn't work out. Um, it's like, I feel like you can see, like, oh, we could do this, do that. And it's just, like, for whatever reason, maybe just sensibilities of Hollywood and the people that are producing. Like, they, they push a little too much. Or maybe certain directors try and try and do too much instead of just, yeah. like, trimming the fat. And it always right. turns out to be shitty. <laughs> yes, yes. And so one that, that's like a remake, the, the Departed is a remake of a movie called Infernal oh, yeah. Affairs. Yep. And I've heard the first one, the original, is amazing. And The Departed's pretty great too, you know, one best picture. And I, I do think it's really great. But I, I think Scorsese takes it its own and makes it, you know, about Irish and what that's like in Boston and sort of just doesn't just go, yeah. we're going to do the same thing. But in America, it's like, no, you, you have to take it and then ma- put that mask over the American equivalent. Yeah, which I mean, I, I guess makes sense because you as a director probably don't want to just fucking shot for shot another movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, I'm a director. I'm gonna fucking right, right. You know what I mean? But like, uh, that was the thing. So I've I've never seen Infernal Affairs, and 
I didn't know that it was a remake of that until well after the fact of watching The Departed. I thought The Departed right. was great. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and The Departed is great. But I remember when I looked up and I was like, "Isn't like I found out that it was based on another movie?" It was a bunch of people being like, "The Departed's pretty good, but Infernal Affairs is way better." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> people <laughs> like, "Infernal Affairs is fucking incredible." So I'm like, "Man, I guess I guess even when we do it right, it's still worse." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I was going to mention, yeah. uh, sorry, if you, no, no, uh, did you have something to say about the remake part of it? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so the other thing I was going to say is, I don't know what the cultural difference is. I mean, there's a million, so I can't, it, it, there might not be any one pinpoint thing. But I feel like these Japanese movies have, like, a stranglehold on, like, the fucking wildly, like, bizarre... And like eccentric type of movie, I guess. Like I, something I would, like I, Old Boy. Like, do you? There would have never been an American version of Old Boy. Like, I, I guess I don't. Like, I don't. If that had never crossed over, like, I don't think the natural progression of movies would have ever here in the West in Hollywood like come up with that movie. Right. Um. Yeah, I, and I, something I, like Audition. I don't know, but like, it sounds like that's kind of the same. And then like. I just read the opening line of Ichi the Killer because I knew that was a movie I'd heard of before. And, like, I don't think that... It, it doesn't look like a movie that would ever get made here, either. <laughs> yes. So. I, I think the Japanese and the French, when it comes to horror, are... Or at least were in the 2000s. Like, at that 1999 to, like, 2010 or 15... Or 2010 or 2011. They were at the forefront of this, like, insanely, like, sharp, shocking horror. Like, audition... There was a movie called Irreversible, um, and then there was one called something from the guy who did The Hills Have Eyes. Where basically it's just movies that are just fucking mean, right? Like right, there is right, nothing. Exactly. Uh, they're 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 full of like uh, vitriol, like they're yes. just fucking like yeah, aggressive, animalistic, vitriolistic, like fucking yes. just like grab you, fucking oh my yeah. god, maybe by maybe by men and usually women at the forefront, and they're so mean that you could even say they're misogynistic. Like, <laughs> like literally, I'm right. looking at the, at the themes of audition, and the first line under the themes in Wikipedia says critics ha- can, have considered audition as both feminist and misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> and watching well, that, then. watching that, I'm like, yeah, like at the beginning, specifically yeah. the beginning, I'm like. Yeah, this is agent. This is uh, ooh, this is a little, you know, not rough, but I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, it's definitely not, not twenty, you know, two thousand twenty-three. But then at the end, when things are happening, you see what the angle of the whole movie goes. You go, that's what it's trying to say. Okay, cool. I wonder. So without having seen it, it reminds me of people that are like. You could never make The Office nowadays because everyone's oh, yes. sensitive. It's like, but the whole point is that we're supposed to laugh at how awful that shit is. So, like, exactly, yes. And I, I did. I, think I don't know about is... what. Right, I don't know what audition is. I mean, you've given me a very brief summary, but what I imagine to be the case is it's like misogyny first half ending. It's like this is a commentary on all the kind of shit yes. before it possibly. So, exactly. like, like it's like, not like a fucking yeah. Tropic Thunder. Like, yes, they're like, yeah. uh. Robert Downey Jr. playing a black guy. And it's like, well, the whole thing is that you're supposed to laugh at how stupid it is that this guy would do that. So it's we'll not like, for awards, it's not inherently yeah. racist. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the movie's yeah. not doing it itself. It's saying, isn't it insane that these guys go, quote, quote, method. And the ultimate method would be to do another race, right? And I do right. think Audition like, is probably saying something like that, where he's basically saying these men in the late, 
20th century in Japan, you know, I don't know much about the history, but I do know that, you know, they were booming in the 80s and they kind of slowed down in the 90s. Right. And basically it's like these guys think that they can just pick women out of a lineup. And what would right. happen to someone who would do that and think they could get away with it, right? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it, it's like that. But but again, you know, you get enough of that where you could be like, well, that, that fits here in America. You know, a guy frauds women, he's going to get his comeuppance. But I'm sure at that time it has that and then some. Right. Kind of like, you know, right. you know ooh, remember when we were talking about Parasite and we were talking yeah. about how it clicks here. There's some stuff we missed, like with the um, the fried chicken joints. Right. And I, I was saying how if you're Korean and you're watching it, you're like, oh, it's an extra little joke. But if you don't, you're just like, oh, they're just talking about fried chicken joints. But apparently that was like a big bubble that happened recently in Korea where a bunch of people spend a shit ton of money opening up these chicken joints that all went bust. So right. I think it's like that, where like if you get audition, you get the bones, you get what it's saying, but then there's always something a little bit under, if you know the culture. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, uh, audition uh, definitely. I, I man, right, that's gonna make it into my short list to to watch. I think um, it's just because it sounds interesting, and I like the idea of a lot of those movies. Yeah, it's a little slower. Like I said, I thought. You know, I thought I didn't see the running time. I thought based on the structure being closer to 90 minutes, it's like an hour. It's not two. It's not even two hours. Right. It's one thirteen. But I think some scenes, you know, move at its own. Definitely put your phone down. Right. You know, let it let yeah. it just kind of take its time. Because in the last, like I said, the last third ish, you're just like I was just like, oh, my God. You know, like you're just All right, like, so. So uh, just for, uh, you know, a little sidebar here, mm-hmm. um, I. Uh, you, you mentioned the director. I didn't recognize, and you said Ichi the Killer, and I was like, I know that's a movie my dad has talked about. And then I, I texted him while we were doing it. And I was like, Have mm-hmm. you ever watched Audition? And he says, uh, I have. I own the DVD. He gave me the director's name. And he was like, There's one of the scariest, most unsettling scenes in a horror movie ever in it. Um, and then he said, It's very strange. Some will think it's very slow, but it careens out of control by the end. So, yeah, it's yeah, yeah yep. a little slow, out of control at the end. So. Yeah, those um, last, uh, yeah. Oh, 13 Assassins. That's, I didn't know that. Uh, sorry, I was looking at, at his thing. He, he did a movie called 13 Assassins that I heard, it was on my Netflix to watch for forever that I heard was fantastic. And it's from 2010. So maybe I need to look that up again. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's interesting. They said the exact same thing. Yeah, that yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. That, that's sort of what I've been uh, saying about yeah, the movie. I, just... I wish it was a little bit faster. And it's, what it could say could be fucking like razor sharp, right? It could be right. fucking like brutal, but it doesn't. I think it settles for just showing brutal stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of that. And that's kind of, I think where I was saying, like, that seems like a very, and, and I don't know French movies, of course, I couldn't really tell you, but like, that seems very, um, like a Japanese thing. Like that's not that being brutal is Japanese only, but like yeah. it, putting that as like a very forefront part of a movie seems to be a thing that was, that we didn't really do and really even still do. Like, I think we've kind of, I mean, again, I don't really know the movie landscape fucking cinematically, but like, I feel like based on things like, you know, get out, uh, us cabin in the woods, shit like that. We've kind of, 
reestablish ourselves in terms of horror, but like it's it's much more commentary, I feel like, and less you know what I mean, like brutality and, and um gory that, that we've established it with. Yeah, and and I think even, you know, here can't even think of the last horror movie he made like made here in america like like for here that i would say is mean right that's just you just get out one i think uh, the clo- the closest i can think of that's like at least like in the popular culture is probably hereditary but even that it's not that bad right most horror movies in america here right that i've seen that i've enjoyed the last few years have sort of been <sighs> can i say you you leave going like wow what if like get out or malignant or even barbarian right uh i haven't seen it but i feel like midsummer is kind of that same yes yeah mm -hmm, yeah yeah. so i think that's like as close as it gets whereas movie there's a movie called is it vengeance or is it revenge one of those two i think it's vengeance from like france where it's like you go oh wow no this is actually like like like, like no, nobody would walk. You, like nobody's parents would walk in and be like, "Wow, let me go see this movie." Yeah, let me let me check it out. Vengeance. Oh yeah, <laughs> what an movie. Yeah. So, um, Vengeance is a movie from last year. Does that sound right? A couple years ago. Not the right BJ Novak one. It's a French one. Okay. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so because you said French, but I was like. I don't know enough uh, about it. Revenge 2017. 2017. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I heard that one was really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail this whole thing. But no, no, you're fine. No, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so uh, audition. Check it out during Halloween because it's, I think it's worth watching. <laughs> All right. Um, so what do we got next here? Pulling it up. Yeah. Um, um, did you have one I, more? Yeah, one more, and then it'll, I'll lead straight into the next topic, which is Oscar nominations. Um, okay. So they came out last week. It was kind of, you know, sort of the, the a mixed, not a mixed bag. I mean, like, a, not a mixed bag in terms of, oh, it was ver- varied. I was say, the, there was a lot of different nominees, and uh, the Best Picture nominees were uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, which is, uh, you know, based on the book, a Netflix movie, Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Fablemans, Triangle of Sadness, The Banshees of Venus Sharon, Elvis, and Tar. Oh, no, Elvis, Tar, and Women Talking, which is the other one I saw this week. And uh, mm-hmm. that one was good. It's, it's just a nice, solid uh, Oscar drama about this group of women who experience, they live in like a, not a cold, like one of those like communes, like super Christian, like religious communes. Right. And they realize... I don't know how to explain it without, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but they realize that they have to make a decision about their place in that community. And I'll just leave it at that. And it was, it was really great, great performances, uh, great screenplay. It's kind of like, you know, like I was mentioning last week or two weeks ago, the whale where it's like a play, a lot of, a lot of talking, right. but it's just kind of like not a lot of movement. Right. So it's like kind of, you know, it, it's pretty obvious that it's a play because the camera just stays in one spot. But this one is right. the same. It's just one women, a group of women talking in a room. But it's like you know, there's pans and zooms, and the camera. You know, there's and she knows the director knows when to like give us a wide angle and when to like you know just let the camera rest on an actor's face when they're giving a monologue or when to zoom in slowly or when to zoom out slowly or when to do a close up. So it's energetic. Well, I don't want to say energetic because of the fucking subject matter, but it is. It, 
it's not boring, right? Where it could have very easily been very boring. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's women talking. But uh, yeah, so um, in terms of the other Oscar movies, Everything Everywhere All at Once, I think, led with the most nominations with 11. Um, did you ever get a chance to watch it? I, I think I mentioned it months ago when we did the when, when it first came out back in April. But uh, did you ever get a chance to, to check it out? Which movie was that again? Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, no, I did not. Um, I know, uh, yeah, I know that's, uh, it's got a lot of nominations, uh, mm-hmm. different categories, but no, I have not seen it. Yeah, it, had, it got uh, Best Supporting Actor, Actress, two Supporting Actresses, um, and I think, I think it's the front runner right now. It, it, like, out of the, there isn't really, like, um, I was telling uh, my friend Andy, we were talking about, uh, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, the third one, right? When it came out, it was nominated for 11, and it won 11. Like, it swept, like, everything, right? And I was telling him how ever since then, or ever in the last 10 years, ever since they changed the voting, that doesn't happen anymore. Movies used to just come in and win everything. Like, Slumdog Millionaire won eight. Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography, and then The Departed won, you know, Best Screenplay, and... Best director and best picture, and I think one, you know, best editing, and you know, basically. Movies so, what's like, the change they made to to keep that from happening anymore? I think what happened was they changed who could vote, and I think they changed the the way that they rank the best picture winner. So before, I, I don't know how they did before, but I know that now you go, well, I want everything everywhere at one, and then at two it could be tar. You know, but then oh, everyone's like one. Choice. Yeah. yeah, rank choice. Yeah, yeah. And so then that's how something like Spotlight wins and Parasite, right? Whereas before it was pretty much just one movie, everything. Um, yeah. You know, like before 2010, there was never, there was hardly ever a split between best director and best picture. It was always just thing. Like literally the split had only happened maybe two or three times in like the mm-hmm. Oscars. But ever since then, since like 2010, it's happened like five or six times. Like, 2016 uh last year it happened um the year with ben affleck winning best picture for what's that movie um uh, argo and so yeah so it happens much more often now roma that was another split where best picture went to something else when um but um but yeah, yeah so uh, everything everywhere got 11 nominations all quiet on the western front which is like this foreign it, it's not even from here it's like a german movie that got you know it's the adaptation for the book um it's supposed to be a pretty good horror. Uh, no, horror, Jesus. Well, I guess, you know, war is horror. So I guess it is a, it's a war horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it had a bunch of nominations. I think Best Picture, International Picture, and a bunch of other ones. Uh, Triangle of Sadness, which came out in, back in August. That one got uh, Best Director and Best Picture, which was kind of crazy because when I when it came out, I'd heard solid things, but nothing like, oh, my God, this is cr- this is like, you know, like a Best Picture nominee. I just heard pretty solid things. Um, but, uh, yeah, a couple of snubs. I thought, I thought James Cameron was going to get director one for Avatar. I thought Top Gun Maverick was going to get cinematography just because it had been winning all of those, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everything everywhere all at once will win best picture. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could, like I said, when I listed the best picture nominees, it could, you know, I think Banshees is probably the front runner, maybe, or maybe it's tied. Maybe the Fablemans, but like I don't think that has that like, quite push behind it. Tar, I could see maybe winning, but like it doesn't have like the popular push behind it. So I think it's everything everywhere. But maybe, like I said, maybe the Banshees. Yeah, yeah. I th- and 
I think that's, I talked to my dad about it, and I think he kind of mentioned the same thing, that, like, it's, it seems like the push is behind everything everywhere all at once, but, um, I think, I think he said that normally, like, the lead up on these smaller awards are usually much more consolidated, whereas, like, it seems like this year, and I could be wrong on this, maybe I'm remembering incorrectly, but it seems like the smaller awards that lead up to Oscar, the Oscars, like, are, are kind of, like, a little more all over the place than they normally yeah. would be. No, yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, but it, the awards aren't until March, I think, 19th or 12th or something, so we still got a ways to go. And before then, they'll have, like, you know, the, the unions will have their awards, like, the screen, the actors will have their awards, the producers, directors, um, what is the other one? Uh, Writers Guild will have their own awards, and that'll sort of make it clear it up for you know the front runner so you know by the time right before the show happens right before that you know maybe the banshees had won the best screenplay and one best director and one you know the, the producers guild and you'd be like well they're the front runners right but that doesn't mean anything right. anymore because i forget what movie was win- oh la la land was winning everything but then moonlight won best picture and then i think even right. last year the power of the dog was winning all of those awards and then at the end coda won right so like yeah it's impossible to know, which I guess makes it exciting, right? Because back then, like I said, I remember being in middle school and being like, wow, the Oscars, oh, cool. Oh, The Departed is the favorite from December, and it wins all of the awards and just sweeps <laughs> everything. Oh, cool, neat. Or like, you know, No Country for Old Men, which are deserved. You know, they, they are fantastic movies, but Slumdog Millionaire literally came in in December, and then it just won everything, right? So this <laughs> at least right. is fun. Um, you know, maybe... Dude, everybody puts Top Gun Maverick at four and it fucking wins. Who knows, right? Because somebody goes, right. oh, I want to watch that Everything Everywhere. That's that kooky movie. I'm going to put that at 10, right? And so they cancel each other out and then we're end with Top Gun Maverick being the best picture of the year. Which would be nuts, but yeah. unlikely. Um, I'm like, it's it's stupid because it's just like the only one I've watched, but like, I just, uh, I really, I need to watch, I need to watch Everything Everywhere all at once. Um, God, I see so many people talking uh, so much about the Fablemans, and I just like it's pulling me to watch it. Like, like everyone talking about, it, I'm like, fuck, maybe I need to watch it. But like, yeah. I started from such a point of like, I definitely don't want to fucking watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's you get what I'm I, saying, like, it, like the review. I, I don't know if you remember the review I, I gave it. It was like I can see where it's going for, but it didn't quite work for me. I think I gave it, like a three and a half. But, like, every mm-hmm. time I see a tweet about it, I'm like, I mean, like, yes. Like, every time I see somebody talk effusively about it, I'm like, yes, you're right. That is fantastic. <laughs> but, like, I, it, it, you know, it, it's it's the, whatchamacallit, it's the Timber Butterfly, right? It's this dick yeah. for you. It's like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. Like, you know, yes. Robin A wants his day one. You boo-boo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I get it, right? Or, like, you know. What is it? Um, oh, like, and like, like just oh, like to Pimp a Butterfly, it's probably got those moments. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Like, like uh, King Kunta, The Black or the Berry, those are like actual bangers, but like, I'm not listening to that whole album. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'll be like somebody in the, it's like, you know, you're in the car and then you put it in the ox cord in the back and somebody's like, what the fuck is this? Put, you know, like actual music on you. Like, oh, damn, I can't believe it. Oh, I'm scared in the hose. But so <laughs> I'm scared in the hose. <laughs> but so the, the Fablemans is like that where I'm watching it and I'm like, I get it and I wish it was shorter and I do appreciate it. And I think it's really I mean it, it you know, like you said, like we talked about Spielberg last week or the week before, it's like he can roll out of bed and perfectly frame a movie, right? Like it's not even fucking hard for him at this point. And so 
Um, I could easily see him winning Best Director and then Everything Everywhere winning Best Picture, which I think would be awesome. I'd love for him to actually, you know, you think of Spielberg, you're like, wow, he's won all these awards. But he, he's, there was a tweet that was like, he hasn't really won that many or not as many as you think. He's only won Best yeah, Director twice. He's won twice. two Best Directors. <laughs> yeah. And so when you think of him, you're like, wow, he probably has like four or five. But it's like, no, I mean, he probably should have had one for E.T., to be honest. But anyway, but anyway, so yeah, um, those are the movies, and I've watched uh, eight out of the ten. I want to watch All Quiet on the Western Front because it's on Netflix, so it's right there. And Triangle of Sadness, I think, is rentable, and so then I just got to watch that one sometime between now and the show. But they're all good. I mean, there isn't any of these where I'm like, "Wow, that's an imposter." One of these is not like the other. So, so none of these are. Oh, out of the ones I've watched. Well, all right. So, out of the ones you've watched, would you put Coda over any of these? Elvis. Um, <laughs> Elvis. Uh, oh man, it's funny maybe that Coda has maybe the Fablemans. Maybe, but just because I like, I remember I, t- I told you I watched it with Sydney's parents, right? And I'm sitting there, and the, they're watching it in the living room. I'm watching it at the kitchen table. And um, I think it was like right before the show, if you remember. And I'm watching them like fucking fake ass movie, stupid ass movie. I don't give a shit about your stupid ass fake movie, like your Hallmark ass movie. And but the screenplay is so good that by the last third, dude, I'm like, you got me, it's a stupid movie. You fucking got me, man. <laughs> At the end, there's you know because it's a you know they're deaf and the the girl does like a hand hand uh, sign as she's like you know saying goodbye to her family for a little bit. And it fucking got me. I'm like you, fucking movie, man. So then that's why that's the only why I would put it ahead of the Fablemans. You finished um, you finished Coda like fucking uh, what uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> fucking crying and swinging his fucking arm. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh god, it's like a reluctant that, happiness. It's 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 funny that that one best picture and it has somehow turned into uh, my dedicated punching bag for you like anytime <laughs> i want to get you to just trash talk something i bring it up um, i think it works really well because like you said like i think it, it, you know it's not just a bad movie right like it's not like it, right. that's super easy to just be like this movie sucks it's a piece of shit like i'm you know you know like yeah. like one of those like uh disaster movie or you know you remember those movies right. from like yeah, yeah. No, they're parents. all awful yeah meet the fucking yeah. spartans or whatever the hell yeah. like, <laughs> Dude, like an abomination like anti-art but anyway, yeah. And so, but that one is code is one where I'm like, I'm so conflicted. And here I go relitigating. Like, it's not bad, it's but like, y'all are bad. y'all are bugging. <laughs> it is not this picture. Like I, when I put it next to something, like I like even something like No Country for Old Men. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, like what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, take, take yeah, any one shot. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> take any shot of No Country for Old Men put it on a, on a frame and it's like a piece of art it looks like a painting it looks like a photograph right but code is just right. i don't know anyway but it's still good because that screenplay is so good and that story is really good and so i'm like i'm i'm, I'm you know i heard you was conflicted so you needed you needed, you needed you you spielberg to do it she needed spielberg to do coda that's oh dude yeah if spielberg drags coda dude that's an all-time movie easy <laughs> um all right but uh yeah yeah i, I i'm excited for the show I I just want I just want everywhere. Banshees to win uh, something substantial. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be um, cool if he won Best Actor, or Colin Farrell. Oh, we talked about. I said, I think I said I was like, I guarantee it. That happened. All four of the main actors got nominated for Oscars. Yep. Um, I think the guy from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He's pretty much a lock for Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting Actress, okay. I think, is a lock for Angela Bassett for Black Panther Two, and she was good in it. So I think the only one that they could win that I'd be like, okay. I think ooh, a best original screenplay. I think that there are a lot. I think Banshees will probably get that one. And then okay. actor, the whale is good, and I, I think Brendan Fraser might get, Brendan Fraser might get it. But I, it'd be cool if Colin Farrell won it. So I actually, God, what was it? I randomly have been watching a bunch of these actor roundtable uh, videos. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched them. Yeah. Uh, God, who is it that does them? Uh... Like Variety or Vanity Fair or something like that. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, but like it was a. Uh... They did one and Colin Farrell was talking about it and he was like, it's, it's funny because it seems like, uh, it seems like what I originally thought he was, was true and he's like really like grown a lot as a person, which I mean like doesn't really matter for the sake of this conversation, but it's like, mm-hmm. he was in one of them and it was just funny hearing him talk when he was like, yo, I was, when I was younger, like. You couldn't tell me shit. Like, he was, <laughs> I was out of fucking control. Um, I mean, I would have been like, like if I looked like you, I would like, also be, you couldn't tell me fucking shit either. <laughs> right. The reason, that, and now that I remember, the reason it comes up is because he's, he's talking about, like, again, like, when he was younger, you couldn't tell me shit. He had a bunch of fuck-ups. Um, and But, like, one of the comments he made was, like, every time, like, someone's, like, bad news comes out about Justin Bieber and if that he was like driving a car too fast in the neighborhood he's like yeah this dude's fucking killing it because like <laughs> I would have done way worse shit than that um I mean and no, it's funny because like when it, I it's a lot of fun when I'm I saw just... Colin Farrell like uh you know earlier in his career when he was younger and I was younger I mean he just looks like a douche a little bit right, right like, yeah like, he's got that air about him um but like do you now, remember like, when he was in do you remember him in Daredevil? Have we talked about him? You know, when he's bullseye? Yeah, yeah when he spits I, the fucking... Or does he spit it? The the peanut the into flip, that? Oh, no, he flicks the, the peanut into the old lady's mouth on the plane. And he kills her. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the clip of him at the... at the? It's like a clip from the movie where he's walking through security. And it's like shot like so early 2000s. And he's like walking around. like, mm, You know, and he like he's like, sir, you got something in your mouth. And it's like a paper clip. And he's like... Here, let me find. It. I gotta because it's okay. like, um. But yeah, I know what you mean, like, um, about him being like a like just like he, it, and I I think it's like one of those things where they saw how he looked, and instead of making him do like like a normal like character acting scenes, right? They were like, well, yeah. he's a handsome man. We gotta put him in like these stoic handsome man roles, but that's not who he is, right? He is. What's his name? What's his name in the movie? Um, Podrick, right? He's, he's yeah. downbeaten, a little, you know, not as a little dumb. I mean, you know, not bright. Yeah. Right. Like those are the characters that he should be playing. Uh, what's his name? Penguin from the Batman, right? Like, yeah. He mentions he mentions like the turning point that he, or at least what he felt like was the turning point in his career was Alexander, because he said oh, like yeah. everybody that was there the whole time they were doing it, they were like we're this is going to be such a fucking banger. He was like everybody, like everybody was so sure. And he's like, specifically me, like 
was so sure that this was amazing. Like, the whole time we're acting, and, and like, he mentioned it's, like, kind of one of the problems of, like, being an actor or whatever, is that, like, you have no idea what the final product is going to look like as you're doing it. So you're like, oh, I'm fucking killing it. And then you don't see the final product until it's, like, done. And then you're like, oh, what? (laughs) And he was just like, everybody was so sure that we were, like, we were going to win awards. Like, this shit was going to be incredible. And then it came out. Or whatever. Yeah, and then it came out, and he was like, and it was just awful. Like, everyone was just talking shit about how awful it was. And I, (laughs) I don't know if... I don't know if he was he like the lead actor or one of yeah or no? he was yeah he was Alexander the Great in that one and that one was like a, yeah like so a he was, and he, he said like he felt like it was his fault because he was the main actor and he was like yeah. I, like and so I think that's like when he kind of like quit um, yeah that was like the end of his like little I'm gonna be the poster boy for like you said like the hero right uh, it, it seemed like that that sounds like the opposite of what happened. With Mad Max Fury Road. Like, I think I told you I read that book about the making of it. And literally, dude, all the actors during the whole thing, they're like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was just out there in the desert for, like, six months. But they told me to do these lines. I did them. It didn't make any sense to me. I went back home two years later. It's, like, one of the greatest movies of all time, right? And I had no (laughs) idea. Um, But uh, I sent you the clip of, of him going through the airport through TSA from the classic. The 2000s classic, Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, with that what? horrific what? basketball scene Ugh. and that's school, the Evanescence soundtrack <laughs> and then that, that hold on bat- why has my man got on the fuck <laughs> what the fuck is this bro even the thumbnail he's like just looks like a giant douchebag <laughs> they're like let's lean into that oh my god <laughs> okay like, the leather trench coat bro <laughs> What the fuck is this? God, somebody was like, you know, this is this is the fucking answer for Bullseye. <laughs> Bro, he caresses the pen before he puts it in the fucking <laughs> the it's toothpick. Horrible. It's such a terrible movie. But anyway, so if he wins Best Actor, it'll be nice. You know, it'll be a nice. Bro, the finger gun up in the air when he walks through the metal detector. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god, he poses for the metal detector. Okay. It's like, it, that movie is the equivalent of, like, those 2010 movies that tacked on the 3D to me. Where right. they saw Spider-Man 2002, and they were like, well, that seems easy enough. Avatar seems easy enough. We'll just slap on the 3D, we'll just slap on whatever Marvel bullshit, and we'll put them in leather, and then we'll just give them $100 million, get big actors, and it'll be an automatic hit. We don't have to put any effort behind it. But then, right. of course... Audiences sniff that out. They might not be the brightest, but they can sniff out fake. And so, you know, it fucking flopped because of that, right? I remember I remember the 3D thing. Like, I, I never bought into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never watched Avatar, so that's probably part of it. And, like, I remember hearing that, an, like, another one of the, like, absolute great 3D movies was Alice in Wonderland, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep, yep, that was a good one. And they were like, that utilized it great. And But the thing is, is, like, when you think about Alice in Wonderland, and you're like, oh, I see. Like, it, like even without the movie at all, which I've never seen, like, if you're like, we're thinking about making a 3D movie, I'd be like, weird choice. You're like, Alice in Wonderland, you'd be like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, there's all sorts of wonky shit going on that you can mess with. But, like, then it was, like, fucking... God, I'm trying to think. It would just be like a nonsense fucking 
just like a regular action movie. Like, I, it, this one wasn't one, but like, it would be like an equivalent. It'd be like Pain and Gain 3D. And I'm like, what, what could possibly be in this movie <laughs> yeah, that yeah, needs yeah. to be 3D? You know? <laughs> <laughs> there was um, a horrific, there was like a Clash of the Titans movie remake that they did with Sam Worthington where they just slapped, they were just like, just put that 3D shit on. It'll make like, you know, and it was horrible. <laughs> and I feel like that's the equivalent of this where they just go, yeah, just put actors in it. It'll make sense. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, it'd be cool if you won the Oscar. You know, Daredevil would have at that point would have two Oscar winners facing off in that movie. Yeah, Ben Affleck and well, Ben Affleck <laughs> in this case, a multiple time Oscar winner. Yeah, Colin Farrell. and Colin Farrell, and put together possibly. I mean, like, all right, do we really think? Alright, so, like, it's definitely not the worst movie of all time, right? It can't be. There's, there's... there's Daredevil? But, like, yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, it's not but, good. But, like, it's, it's really low. It's, it's, like, it's... It's, yeah, it's not the worst movie of all time, but, like, it's trying. Uh, like, yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's just, like, it's, it's just very of its era, right? You watch the MC, it, like, it's, wow, it's the, uh, like, it's the fucking NCAA tournament outside looking in for worst movie of all time, right? <laughs> yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's first four oh. out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a bad day, it would play in that first four, you know, the games that they play on Tuesday, on a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then get bounced by uh, fucking... Yeah, uh, Meet the Spartans. <laughs> yeah. Now, Meet the Spartans are going all the way. They're number one seed. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> God, Tommy, what the fucking The Room? Isn't that the Tommy was? Oh, yeah, the Tommy was. Uh, but that's, dude, that's even that one, dude, I, even that, at least the guy was trying. It's not good, but at least there's like, an, and there's there's an art, a shitty, there's an artful <laughs> intent behind, right? Right? Like, it's like somebody got hit <laughs> right. with a bat over the head and they were like, make a movie, but he had like an artist <laughs> before. <laughs> That's that, right? Meet the Spartans is is devoid of any artistic yeah. quality whatsoever. You know, it, it's it's. And you know what's fu- what's fucked up is that like it's all scary movies' fault, right? Like, like... right? Yeah. Oh, that dude, it's, 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 it's the same, right? Scary movies, Avatar, it's Spider-Man 2002, and then all of these are just the, these people seeing that and being like, well, we can mention stuff, but it's like, no, but you're not, you are not an artist, so therefore, <laughs> right. right? It's like, we see three. It's funny, because I don't know, like, I, I don't know enough to be like, this is why these movies work and the other ones don't. Like, I don't know why scary movies work and then, like, those don't. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just they like, don't. Like, you just have to be funny right it's it's like it's like those those guys that are like well you know i can be funny you know i can make jokes i can be like dave Chappelle. you know i can have a hard time too it's like no but you just you either got it or you don't and if you don't got it and you try to like it's it's like elon musk right he's like, <laughs> right he goes on stage and he's like i'm with dave Chappelle, so therefore i'm as funny as he is right but he yeah. it, it, it's he just, just stands up there right. awkwardly while he gets booed <laughs> right right it's just not there right yeah, Chief called. He said, "This ain't it, right?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's like it's like that. Ugh, God. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's the Oscars, right? Uh, yeah. We mm-hmm. kind of went off topic there, but yeah. Um. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll do. I yeah, mean, I we'll hope you'll recap. I would after like the show and. I would like. All right. So if it doesn't win Best Picture, I would like for it to win Best Actor. 
Mm-hmm. And then, let's see. Uh, I'm pretty sure screenplay, dude. That screenplay is very good. That dialogue is... Oh, for sure. Excellent. I can't... Um, well, because uh, it's in the original bracket. And the original bracket also... Or the original pool also has everything everywhere all at once. So it's like... Uh, it would be cool, like, uh, I, I, that's what I'm saying. It would be cool if Banshees won screenplay and then everything won pe- picture, right? Like, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, yeah, because I was, let me see. Who are the, all right, this is going to, this might be me talking out of my ass, so let me look before I, who are the nominees for uh, cinematography? Oh, um, this was one where I was a little bit disappointed because it, the Batman didn't get nominated, Top Gun didn't get nominated, um... It's uh, it's a Bardo, which is like the the guy who did the Revenant and all those. He did a movie called Bardo, uh, Tar, Elvis, All Quiet on the Western Front, and Empire of Light. And I think okay. Empire of Light that was the only nomination it got was cinematography. Okay, I was gonna say like I, I if if it was in something like cinematography, I like I would something like that. But best director maybe, um, or screenplay. Because the, the thing, like, so the screenplay makes sense because, like you said, the dialogue's great and he did it. You know what I mean? Like, he wrote it all himself. Uh, well, I'm sure not all himself. I'm sure he had some help somewhere. Um, but either way, like, you know, that's, like, his thing. Um, he created it from scratch. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, is, like, the movie, it's very understated, but it's, like, beautiful. Right? Like, like and, and mm-hmm. it's tough because, like, like how much of that is just the environment but like you know what i mean like the the movie is just incredible looking you know what i mean like yeah the like anytime you see him in the countryside on the beach like it's it's always beautiful looking and like it, it you don't have i don't remember ever feeling the way you felt about coda about that movie you know what i mean like I was oh no like, yeah this kind of just feels like a no. fucking you know um yeah, yeah. so yeah anyways but yeah i just i hope it wins substantial things it's the only one i've seen um, but like I loved it so much, so I just want I'm rooting for it um, for sure. Did you? Know? And also again, like Colin Farrell's like fucking never. He's never won Best Actor or even I don't know if he's no. I don't even think he's been nominated. Yeah, I think this is his first time. So like, and for someone that seems to have you know gone through like uh, it's kind of the same thing with Brandon Fraser, right? Like gone like a big pitfall down in the valley and like kind of come back. Um, it'd be nice to see that kind of thing win. Um, you always root for those people. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm rooting for Banshee's of Inish year, and I probably will watch everything everywhere all at once before Oh, that one's great, dude, yeah. Yeah, that was probably, um, like, if you, if, if, out of all of the ones there, that's probably my favorite, like, my personal, personal favorite. Um, what's the, uh, what's the guy in that one? Uh, the, the big story in that one, same kind of thing, right? Like, was oh, out of acting uh, for a while. Oh, I name. Yeah, he was. the kid in... from, uh, The Goonies, right? Yeah, Kwan. let me see. Uh, K. Kwan. Okay, yeah, same kind of thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I yeah. heard he was basically out of film for a while, and then came back, and now it's like a big break for him. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, before we move on for the Oscars, one little like little nugget of information that I always like to tell people, and I told Sydney the other day, and she's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." Did you know that Bradley Cooper has been nominated for nine Oscars and one, two? Three and four of them have been for Best Picture. Okay, all right. So, fuck. All right. I'm definitely not going to get this. But if I had to take a guess, mm-hmm. it's uh, the one he did with Lady Gaga, right? Yeah, A Star is Born. Yep, that's one. A Star is Born. Uh, was Silver Lining Playbook? 
Uh, he was nominated for actor for that one, but he didn't produce okay. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. All right. Then that's really the only one I can think of yeah. off the top of my head. Um, American Sniper. He was a producer for that one. American Sniper. Okay. Um, uh, Nightmare Alley last year with Guillermo del Toro. That was like the last movie that snuck in, and he was a producer, so he got that one. And I've never even he also heard of that one. he also produced Joker. He produced Joker, and that was nominated oh. for Best Picture, and so he got a nomination for that, too. So, basically, he got one in 2013, 14, 15, 19, 20, and 2022. And in 2019, he was nominated for three of them, because he, he adapted, he wrote the screenplay for A Star is Born, he acted in A Star is Born, and he was nominated for Best Picture for A Star is Born. And honestly, he should have been nominated for Best Director for that, too, because the movie was really good. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah. weird, right? Because you think, you're like, oh, you because... You hear about these actors, right? That right that that produce movies and make movies, right? But you like Brad Pitt and you know what's another big time actor like George Clooney, right? And he's got a few, but somehow Bradley Cooper just like nails it every time and has been nominated a shit ton of times, um, right? And it's such a weird. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but like to me, it seems weird because like his the beginning of his career was like not. I don't know, like, all right, he was in Wedding Crashers, like, I, I was just gonna say, I was like, yeah, the guy who gets, you know, he's like, he's like puking his guts out because he gets the, the eye drops right in the thing in the yes, his drink, got, right? He's... Like, if you like, I remember, like, if you were told me in, in middle school, be like, that guy, you see him, he's gonna be <laughs> one of the most decorated actors of his generation. Not only that, he's Hangover Nine, yeah, in the Hangover, yeah, the, the guy, who, yeah, the guy who's like, we're gonna get together, man. <laughs> yes, dude, the eighteen, right, in two thousand ten, like that guy. <laughs> is going to be nominated for nine Oscars in a decade's time. It's Yeah, it's just yeah. such a wild, like, yeah, man, God, he's in what, like, he's in one of the best scenes in Wedding Crashers. I mean, Wedding Crashers is amazing, but he's like, blue, 42. He's like, what does that mean? <laughs> he's like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> what is that? He's like, the ball. I don't know what that means. Crab kicks in football. That's what Maryland does. He's <laughs> Oh God! But yeah, I mean, like the beginning of his career, you would have never convinced me that he would have uh, been that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, did you ever get a chance to watch A Star Is Born? I've not. That's dude. That's one that like the extent of my knowledge about A Star Is Born is Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that movie is like legitimately like 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 it is great um another one where like if somebody like if, if kaylin goes hey let's watch a romantic movie or well it's kind of sad at the end but if i'm she's like hey let's watch a romantic movie or like a movie that's like a drama like that's a really good one okay one that i'd say like it's, it's accessible oh one thousand percent right yeah, it's, it's, you know what's funny? Like, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, it, it, to me, splits the difference, right? It splits the... And I don't know on the timeline, like, where that falls. But to me, that splits the difference of, like, leaning into, like, his funny, charismatic bits. And then also, like, being like, but we do need you to play, like, a, be a serious character for a serious movie. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it plays, like, both sides of what he's good at, I think. Yeah. And he, he, um, he should... He should have won something for A Star Is Born because he, so he wrote it, directed it, produced it, taught himself how to play the guitar, wrote the songs, taught himself how to sing, like to be like a country star, and like is actually like good at it. And they had to put all that movie together, and then it it was like 
a good movie, and then it was also not only good critically, it was also like a huge box office hit. So it's like yeah, one of those that was what I was about to say. I feel like this one was a huge like I don't know critically reception, but I feel like box office and shit was massive. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those like. Dude, here's like an ordinary Oscar because you look really tired. <laughs> yeah. um, it's actually a, it's it's an Oscar, but it's the you know it's a pillow Oscar because you need it. Right. Um, but um, uh, yeah, those are the Oscars. Yeah, I'm excited, and we'll see what wins. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, last thing we'll talk about before we end this episode is yep. the Super Bowl coming up. Um, mm-hmm. This will come out. I think the Thursday after. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Thursday right before. It'll be the Thursday right oh, before the yeah. Perfect. Like two, or, two or three days before the um Super Bowl. Yeah. So we won't look right, like dummies. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um Alright, so I see here. Alright, what is what is your final score prediction? I see it here, but I'll just yeah. let you put it on tape. My my final score prediction is the Eagles will win thirty one to twenty eight. I'm hoping this is the score because I would like a little bit of a shootout. I think um, the NFC Championship was a little bit of a snooze fest. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the AFC one, but I know it was a little bit more back and forth, or at least a little bit more competitive. Um, so I'm hoping it stays like that, you know, a nice little in the 30s kind of uh, game. The worst thing that I could imagine would be either a blowout or like a 10-3 to 3 sort of thing. I think one of my favorite two of bowls in recent memory was the first, the last Eagles one against uh tom brady i think the score was like 41 to 33 or something ridiculous like that it was like super high scoring so i'm hoping for something like that again where it's just back and forth you know a thousand yards of offense but uh yeah that's it i think the eagles come out with their second super bowl in the last i think it's the last what five years um and mahomes goes one and two all right i think man all right, so I, I'm doing the most bare minimum amount of research and just looking at the Chiefs' uh, schedule so far this year and like kind of like what their point totals have been against certain teams. The most so, the most absurd thing on that schedule is the fucking Colts loss in like week I think three or four. Like they lost to the Colts, not even in overtime. They just yeah. straight up lost. Yeah, um, that is that is pretty rough. Um, so I'm gonna call it. 28-24 Chiefs. Um, man, all right. So, I don't. I don't know if I believe this, right? Like, I, like, I'm. I'm doing the. I'm doing the NCAA bracket where I put Syracuse winning it all every year. Um, like, so here's like what I'm talking myself into is that the the Eagles opened as favorites uh, against the Chiefs, and like. You know, maybe they're a more complete team. I think that's probably fair. Um, but, like, they smashed the the 49ers, right? Mm-hmm. But the 49ers, granted, Brock Purdy playing great. After he got hurt, I mean, they were literally on their fourth-string quarterback, right? Like, like Yes, yeah. I mean, I understand Purdy was a third-string and, like, a serviceable replacement. But like we're still talking about a fourth string quarterback, right? Did you see they even they they put? Did you watch the game at all? Or did you watch any of it? I, I didn't. I didn't watch. They, it. They put in at the fourth quarter. They put the quarterback play call thingy. You know the little wrist, the forearm thingy. Yeah. They put that shit on Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey <laughs> ran a play. He threw a ball. There was nobody near it, but he threw like 
they put him in, they gave him a chance, he threw it, it hit nobody, and they took him out, and they put in uh, Purdy back in. But they literally had the running back beat quarterback, and they were like, well, fuck it. We'll see what happens. We'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I mean, like, I guess it means, like, I guess it's a good-looking win, but, like, should it be? You know what I mean? Like, like, how much should we really give the Eagles credit for for beating a third, fourth, a third and fourth string quarterback and also the running back as a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like other than the 49ers being as amazing as they were, any other team in that scenario would be like instant loss. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like any other team, like we're trotting out our fourth string quarterback. Like, oh, so they lost? Like, it wouldn't even be a question. Um, so, like most teams you get to the backup, you're like, oh, it's over. Um, but anyways... Uh, so, like, they beat the, uh, like, diminished 49ers team that, you know, was still impressive, but, like, like I said, like, diminished in a way that we would expect no other team to mean anything for, for winning that game. Um, and the Chiefs barely beat the Bengals, um, but that's also Mahomes hurt, hurt? Yeah, his, or did he get his, hurt? He's he got hurt in the Jaguars game, right? Uh, or was it was it the beginning of the Bengals game? I can't remember. No, the, the the Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars at the end. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was hurt at the end of the Jaguars game. So like, he's not a hundred percent, obviously, at the Bengals game. But like, we're giving him an extra week to rest to get the you know do whatever he can to get the ankle right, and then also, it's wild that Mahomes. When was Mahomes? How long has Mahomes been in the league? Uh, this um, would I think this is his fifth season. His fifth like season as a starter. I think it's his sixth year, but it's fifth season. Let me see. He okay, so fifth season. 18, 19, 20, 21, Yeah, okay. fifth season. Yeah. Fifth, like, so, full QB season. This is his fifth season. And if I told you... Um, <coughs> sorry. This is the thing I got from uh, the Book of Basketball from mm-hmm. Bill Simmons. He talks about, like, what would your starting five B if a group of, it's basically kind of like space jam, like the first space jam, but like if a group of aliens came to earth and they were like, we're going to just fucking destroy the planet unless you can beat us in a game of basketball. Like who are your starting five in basketball? Now, Mm -hmm. if the same thing happened, but it was football, right? You would, there's no way you choose anybody other than Patrick Mahomes, right? He's only been in the league five. He's only played five seasons. Aaron Rodgers was like one of the, and this is obviously assuming you can get any of these people in their prime. Aaron Rodgers um, is like, for his whole career, has been lauded as like the most talented quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like not even close. I mean, like it's, if somebody said I would rather have Aaron Rodgers than Patrick Mahomes, I, I wouldn't be like, you're an idiot. But like, I would be like, I disagree. You know, <laughs> like, and it wouldn't be a question. Um, that's what I'm saying. We're talking about like the fucking best ever it, it, at quarterback. My man's out here diving, fucking sidearm and backhand and throws like forty yards in the air, hitting people in the face. I mean, it's just like I just he has an extra week. The Eagles win. I think maybe skewed. Maybe people are weighing it too heavily. I was like, I can't believe that they were. It just doesn't. They they don't feel like favorites to me. I guess they are because, like I said, they're a more complete team. They run the mm-hmm. ball extremely well. But like Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, it's it's to me, it's the like 
you know, not now, but like five years ago, like you don't bet against Brady. Like even right, even though Brady's not going to win every time, like you just don't bet against him. You know what I mean? Right. Like you either right. you either either bet for him or you just don't bet. Um, like that's how I feel it should be about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, like, like either bet for him or maybe you just hold off because like I've seen this man. I mean that Bucks game that they lost in the Super Bowl, like it shouldn't even have been a fucking thing. Like that offensive line was not existent. Like it, yeah, they were just getting ran over by what whatever the Bucks put out there as mm-hmm. a pass rush. And my man was still out here fucking dipping three people in the backfield and trying to laser one fifty yards deep. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just gotta, I gotta, I like Patrick Mahomes, uh, and I. He's the best, and yeah. so I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to predict that he wins. I mean, I'm I I like this. Um, oh, there's a Bengals. Um, I like this uh, the the matchup a lot. I think it's the most even. I think it's felt in like the last few. Like last year, it was like the Bengals and the, the Rams. But I know the Rams. It was like wow, they're playing really well. They got Cooper Cup, and the defense is great. So I think they were favorited. And I think the year mm-hmm. before that was what the the that was in the Bucks. Who was it? Yeah, it was the Bucks. Yeah, it was the Bucks and the Chiefs. And it's like, well, you know, I think the Bucks. I think they were like not the wild card, but I think they were like not a high seed. So I think there was a little bit of an upset. It wasn't quite as even, but the offensive line, like you said, just crumbled. So I do think, like you know, if you you know, if you told me your score came true, you know, K, you know, Kansas City twenty eight, Philly twenty four, like yeah, I mean, I could see that, right? Like right. And I, I was telling my barber last week before the conference championships, I was like, if you told me any outcome of these final four teams, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> right. Right. Because I think all of them were fairly close. I think, you know, if you, oh, yeah, the, the Bengals won, you know, 31 to 10. Or, I mean, not 10. I mean, not, that, that, not a blowout, right, really, but like 31 to 17. I'd be like, okay, yeah, the defense got to Mahomes and, you know, he, his ankle wasn't perfect, right? I feel like the 49ers right. won. And they don't have they don't have any receivers. They have Travis right. Kelsey and a bunch of fucking dudes. Exactly. They shut down Kelsey and he didn't have anywhere else to go. Right. Oh, the 49ers, right. you know, they shut down Hurts and it was, you know, 28-17. Be like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, they just ran the ball and Purdy, you know, did what he needed to do. And they just, you know, the, that offensive line just bent the, 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 the Eagles to their will. But yeah. uh, and same thing with this one. Where like, if you told me any of those outcomes, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, the Chiefs shut uh, was it Chris Chris Jones or whatever that defensive line shut down Hurts or like you know they they made him immobile and he had to beat him with his arm and he couldn't. Okay, or you could be like, well, you know, Mahomes didn't look like himself because of his leg. Okay, that makes sense too, right? So any of these outcomes, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, man. The my dad told me this and I was like, it's not like a big stat, but like it's devastating. The Chiefs have been five straight AFC championships, bro. That's so wild. But pretty much every season that he's every season that he's been a full time QB, AFC championship. Yeah, which is nuts. And I think they've won three of them. So he's what three and two. And then okay, so this is a a little. Um, we'll finish up with this. This is a little uh, fact that I I actually I almost got it and I fucking missed it. But I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about they were like if Mahomes loses, he'll be one and two in Super Bowls. What is another quarterback that has that exact Super Bowl record? One and two. It's in the last Miss. 20 years. In the last 20 years. Yes. All right, I have a guess, and it could be wrong, but it's, uh, I mean, it's not Peyton Manning, is it? No, no. He was okay. one and one. Mm-hmm. One and one. Okay. That's no, sorry. No, no, no. He was, was like uh, two and one. Sorry. He was two and one. Two and one. Okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, I don't know who else. Yeah. It's Kurt Warner. 
So he won one with the oh, Rams, okay. lost one with the Rams, and then lost with the Cardinals. And I was like, because yeah. oh, I, thought, I thought it was like Manning, but I was like, no, Manning won two. Because it, it, it's tricky because it's like, who is good enough to have gone to three Super Bowls, but not good enough to win, you know, two? Because if you, usually if you win two, you're like remembered much more. I, like I was like, Roethlisberger? I was like, no, nah, he won two. Flacco yeah. only has the one. And like, who else? He won? never went back. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right. And I can't think of any other team that would have gone multiple times. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Kurt Warner. He had a one and two record. Okay, yeah. Hey, and that's crazy because uh, if you think about it, not many. I'm gonna I mean, go. I'm gonna go home and watch the Kurt Warner biography. <laughs> <laughs> that Christian one. I was stacking cans, and then I saw a can in the shape of a cross, and I knew. <laughs> um, because that's. I mean, I I, I liked Kurt Warner. And I wish he would have won that Arizona one, but um, it's kind of crazy if you think about it, right? Like quarterback. I guess Brady did it, but that's Brady because he, you know, he chose to go somewhere else. But not many quarterbacks are like, well, you know, we're gonna take y'all back and shoot you, so we're gonna let you go, and they let him go for, you know, for pin for peanuts, and then he goes somewhere else, and he just kind of reinvigorates himself and goes back to the Super Bowl. Like, you know, that's kind of it's kind of wild. Yeah. Oh, and did you know that his MVP year, his his Kurt Warner, like his first. Season because he he it was he's pretty much like a Dak Prescott thing where he was like the third string quarterback second or third string quarterback the starter gets hurt in preseason he comes in and he like lights the world on fire wins MVP kind of like Mahomes uh, right except undrafted okay that MVP season his first season when he like set the world on fire he was twenty eight he Damn. was like he came in as a court like and it was like MVP like right off the round twenty eight so that, yeah. I thought he was like he. I forget there was like a tweet where he said that. I was like, holy shit! Oh, it was because they were talking about Mahomes. They're like, he's done all this by the age of twenty eight, and he's like, that's crazy because I didn't even win my Super Bowl or like throw my first touchdown pass until I was twenty eight. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know why it made me think of it. I mean, I know why, but uh, I saw a tweet. It was like Stenson Bennett got arrested for like drinking and driving, and they were like, be easy on him. He's having a midlife crisis because he's forty three <laughs> years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah um that's the thing right is mahomes is what 28 is what you said mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he's 27 uh oh, and and fuck man like i mean it, it, he's already done this right like how many more years does he realistically have i don't i mean like all right so he's probably not he's probably not brady right like he's probably not going that deep because uh, he might Nobody rely is. on his arm talent a little more. Like, that's the thing about Brady is that, like, Brady was never really, like, just bombing passes and, like, zipping them in places. He was just, like, the smartest quarterback, right? He was like, I yeah. just don't make mistakes. Like, I, fucking I, like I'll just never do it. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, like, close, right? He, he doesn't make many mistakes, and he has great arm strength. Mahomes is like a little let like he's a little more prone to just sling it because mm-hmm. he can. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the thing, right? Is that like right now his arm talent's ridiculous. I mean, my man's just does it wherever he wants it, from any position. Um, but like you know, maybe when he's a little, maybe when that starts to fade, he just transitions and plays a tighter game than he normally does. But like, I mean, even if he plays till what thirty, how how old's fucking Russell Wilson right now? Thirty. Okay, I was literally going to say 34. He's 35. So, he Russell Wilson is 34. So, I mean, if 
if Patrick Mahomes plays for another seven years, right, and he makes fucking five of those AFC championships, like, and then he goes, like, three more Super Bowls because that's just kind of how it's been going. And, and, and out of all the years you would think he wouldn't make the Super Bowl, it'd be this year. He literally has Travis Kelsey and uh, just a bunch of fucking dudes. You know what I mean? Like, this would have been the year you're like, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill. We're going to see that he's, like, kind of exposed without a deep threat. And he's like, nah, I'm not actually, like... I'm actually still just the best quarterback to ever touch a football. Um, mm-hmm. I so mean, yeah, it, I mean, I, I kind of hope he wins because it's like I hate you know it, it sucks for him to be one and two. So if you want to be cool for me, like wow, two and one, you know, it's the start of like you said, you know, five AFC championships, two Super Bowls, three trips. You know, yeah, maybe, I don't you know, want maybe him to AFC next year. I don't want him to get the LeBron treatment, right? Where it's like LeBron. Mm went to mm, a bunch of mm-hmm, finals and people mm-hmm. are like, mm, look, he's losing all of it. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you're punishing LeBron for like getting to the hardest thing to get to, right? Like right. there are people they, that they never get seasons. to them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like, LaFraud, LaFraud, you know, he, he only won because, you know, Anthony Davis because of the coronavirus, Mickey Mouse ring. It's like, <sighs> right. So like, there's not going to be anything quite like that. But like, if Mahomes goes to five Super Bowls and wins one. You know what I mean? Scary like, hours. <laughs> right. Like, he's still the best quarterback ever, but you're never going to be able like, motherfucker's going to be like, Tom Brady, and he's going to be like, I guess I just have to hold this dick, right? Like, <laughs> It's so funny because it's like, people, now nowadays people go to Aaron Rodgers, you know, anytime people mention Aaron Rodgers, like, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's been to, you know, these many conference championships. He's like, he's been to as many conference championships as Rex Grossman, right? <laughs> Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy has been to as many NFC championships as uh, Aaron Rodgers, right? So, or maybe one. Wait, how many NFC championships? No, he's been to multiple NFC championships. I think he's been to two, two or three. But yeah, so yeah. Jalen Hurts like, has won as many. I'll say that Jalen Hurts has won as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so he's uh, Aaron Rodgers has been to five NFC championships, but he has only won one. Only won one. Um, when was what does he win? He's been to five, only won one. Patrick Mahomes has already been to five. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers, let me see. Walk me through it. So he went in two thousand ten. 2014? Uh, uh, tw- 20... Let's see. Oh, Christ, I'm trying to think. All right, so... Last 20, year? 2010, right. 2014, uh, 2016? 2016? That's when they beat... Yeah, they beat the Cowboys. Yep, yep. Yeah, 2019. Atlanta. Nay. Who is 2019? That would have been the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, they, they played the 49ers lost. and lost. And then... Uh, 2020? 2020. They lost 2020. to the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. Boo, loser. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, like, I don't want I don't want that to... I don't want Aaron Rodgers' AFC Championship stat to be Patrick Mahomes' Super Bowl stat. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want more for yeah. him. I want better for him. <laughs> exactly. I do. I, I have no reason to, but I do. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's the episode. Just yeah. to recap. Yeah. Philly, Every time I see 31. Mahomes now, now I'm like, have you seen that clip where they somebody dubbed what he's saying? I'm here. I think I mentioned on this yeah, year before. I'm, I'm, here. Here. I'm here. 
I'm, I'm here. here. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Kermit voice. <laughs> oh, God, that shit kills me. So um, oh, God, before we, I mean, like, before we get off, all all these NFL script ones are fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, they're so funny, dude. The one that killed me, the one that, because I think the funniest ones, I, the, there's funny ones where they just, you know, it's like oh, this guy reading it, and it's like somebody crying, but the funniest ones are the ones where the clip relates somehow to the joke. So like, right. like the one that like the Jason Pierre Paul reading the script for 2015. <laughs> it's like kind of a burst looking at his hands. <laughs> that shit killed me. Oh god, the Riley Cooper oh. one killed me because that clip, the clip that they attached to it, always kills me. Anyways, which one? Oh, the teachers, the Riley Cooper reading the script, and it's that teacher's oh, name. Oh yeah, the teacher. <laughs> exactly. So like those, like when it connects back to what it like. It is. I think those are funnier. I mean, the other ones are funny too, but that the, those are the ones that go next level, where like the clip somehow relates, and it isn't just like Bro, you know a guy screaming. The one that or... fucked me up the most was the the Jason Pierre Paul one because it took me a second to realize what the fuck it was trying to say. Like it was like Jason Pierre Paul, and I was like, what? I was like, did he have a great season that year? And then I was like, thinking of, <laughs> like like it, why is he looking at his hands? I was like, oh yeah. fuck, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. All right, but yeah. So to recap, Evers got Philadelphia winning the Super Bowl thirty-one to twenty-eight, and I've got Kansas City winning the Super Bowl twenty-eight to twenty-four. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. This comes out before the Super Bowl, so you all get to make fun of us in real time if whichever one of us is way off. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, also, uh, the Cowboys sent uh, Tom Brady into retirement. Uh, fuck him, dog. We did it. <laughs> sent sent the goat it. into retirement. Uh, yeah. We did a joke. Only won one playoff game. Wildly disappointing season. Still sent out retirement. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Oh, God. All right. Well, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Team Money Bags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter or email us, Different Animals Podcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you all in two weeks. Later. Peace. <laughs>